गुरुर् ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुदेव महेश्वर गुरु शख्यात परा ब्रह्मा तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः आई बाव टू माय गुरु इन ऑल फॉर्म्स एंड इन यू यू नो ब्रह्मा विष्णु एंड शिवा आर नॉट पर्सनलाइज्ड दे आर नॉट रियल बीइंग्स एज पर्सन्स except to the extent that people can make them real by worshiping god in that form but they're really the states of uh, the creative aspect of om the sustaining aspect of om and the uh dissolving aspect of om my first experience with that was on my first birthday after meeting my guru i had been wanting not on my birthday i'm sorry on swami sridhar's birthday which was the 10th of may and i had been wanting very much that evening to have a long meditation just on him but i had been working very hard that day and i just could not keep myself awake it was my body took over and i was so angry with myself and so i said with love and exasperation both i said to sridhar ji please since i cannot summon up the will power to meditate meditate on you for a long time tonight please come to me in my sleep when i'm more receptive and you know it happened i was asleep and suddenly i woke up with a sound of om and it was three aspects of the sound first of all it was a higher sound and then that faded and the next sound came in then that faded and the lower sound came in you felt that you could be just just drown in that you knew it was like it played on the harp strings of your own being it wasn't like a sound you hear outside if you listen to the most beautiful world in the music you can get tired of it but this you knew you could never tire of through eternity because it was your own self and that is why om properly written is written in three letters a o m om and all three have their part and also i told you before that's why the om is chanted in a threefold way om 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 the first one is brahma the second vishnu the second shiva all these aspects of god are a part of the infinite so when i pray to god and in that mantra it says guru brahma guru vishnu guru de uh, guru um maheshwarai uh, guru is brahma vishnu and shiva guru is all because he is all those aspects of om in your own self you are all of them and the infinite puts out those different vibrations according to the uh different aspects there's the dissolving thing which when you die the shiva aspect comes in to dissolve the body bring it back into the atoms of which it was formed and you know even in astronomy nowadays they say i went to an exhibit at a planetarium many years ago and he said you know the atoms of your body could have been even in another universe in a previous existence of this, this these atoms are eternal and he didn't speak of it about of the night of brahma because i'm certainly didn't know about it but as an astronomer or reporting on on astronomically known facts he said the atoms reform themselves constantly 
they speak of a body pushing up daisies. Well, your own body has been in many different bodies, and the air you breathe is being breathed out by many people, and you're breathing in their atoms, and they're all interconnected. Sometimes it's not a very pleasing thought until you take it to a deeper level and realize that that one God is in everyone, and that's why we should love everyone. And you know, your own body, every single atom in your body, every molecule will change. Your, your, uh, every seven years, I believe, they change. And so when they say, uh, know yourself, whom are you supposed to know? Who is this self that you're supposed to know? It is not the body. Every single thing, your nails, they're not you. They're the food that you eat that goes out and come, creates new nails. Who are you really? All you are, your body is just a psych, recycling atoms and molecules in the universe that have been used for billions of years and who knows how long before that. And your thoughts. My guru said something very interesting in autobiography of a yogi. He said, thoughts are universally, not individually rooted. A man cannot create thoughts. He cannot create truth. He can only perceive it. A true artist doesn't think that he is creating. What he does is try to perceive truth. The higher the artist, the more he tries to relate what, excuse me, what he perceives to that infinite truth. A lesser artist will see nice forms, nice patterns, nice combination of colors. But the more true of an artist he is, the more or the more true an artist he is, he will see that uh, there, the truth that he wants to perceive is there to be perceived. And the beautiful thing is that that truth keeps changing. It's never the same in two seconds. No two snowflakes are exactly alike. The truth always is there, but it will manifest itself in so many different ways. A true artist, if he's sincere, will try to receive because he knows that God is the creator and God doesn't even really create. He manifests different aspects of himself. If you think I'm creating, then you're not creating. If you think creating, I'm creating, you're not a perfect artist. Receive what you do. This is how my guru always was. And I'm afraid to tell you that story because I know that it's going to appear in this book, Conversations with Yogananda. And I don't want the embarrassment of having to read it to you all over again. Anyway, let me read to you a little story from uh, this book for today. And uh, God watches the heart, the master said. Seek to please him above all. Don't act with the prime motive of pleasing others. It's so important that their pleasure is so short-lasting. They will be pleased with you today and displeased with you to, uh, tomorrow according to how you have pleased their egos. Don't think about that. Just think about pleasing God. If they like it, fine, give it to God. If they don't like it, fine, give it to God. And you will find that you will always be free. Uh, I had a funny experience on that line one time. I have told this story before. Uh, somebody told me that he thought I must be a 
uh, he named a certain writer, a great writer in England, and uh, he thought I must have been that person because he said, I write so well. Well, I didn't take him seriously. After all, um, people are wrong about most things. And so I, uh, there was no pleasure in the thought. There was, however, this little lingering ego. Because the next day when I sat down to write, the first thought that came to me was, well, I mustn't disappoint my public. And, you know, I couldn't write one sentence. I shifted my words back and forth like boxcars in a railway yard. And just not one of them. I may have gone through 50 different combinations. It just wouldn't come out right. Finally, I saw what I was doing. And I, I sort of sat back and had a good laugh at what a fool I was. And then I said, OK, God, you show me what you want. Instantly, I knew. You will see that if you don't think I'm the doer, if you give it to him, if you let him do it, many a time people say, I don't know how you can do it. Well, I can't. I don't. He does it. That's the secret of it all. And you will see then that it won't be like that artist in, I think, in America who all the children have these gumdrop eyes. It was a thing that helped him to get famous and rich, so he kept on doing it. Well, if you're a real artist, every single painting will be different. It will still have your stamp on it, not because you try, but because God has to work through a channel, and that channel will be different, just like a stained glass window in a church. Every pane of glass has a different shade, different color. Um, it will be yellow, blue, green, all sorts of colors, and it may have a different density according to how thick the glass is or any designs on it or whatever. So God Always, although he is the doer, he will do it differently. And he'll do it differently through you from the way he'll do it through me. It's not as if it's, oh, well, it's all by God, how boring. Not at all. It's ever new. It's ever fascinating. And what you find is that when you give it to him and ask him to do it through you, it's even more fascinating because it's always different. Every moment becomes different. Every creation becomes different. It's always, uh, always fresh. So don't, don't wait for other people to praise you. It's nice to hear that they like it. It's sort of a confirmation that you did succeed, because sometimes you can kid yourself, and sometimes uh, something you think is good and may even be good doesn't get across to other people. So in that spirit, but don't count on anyone uh, for feeling whether you've done it really right or not. Feel this a smile in your heart that tells you. I was struck especially by his next words, which showed how balanced he was in everything that he taught. It is even good, he added, to do good for the sake of praise. That is better than not to do good at all. Still, when you do good to please God alone, that is true karma yoga. It is almost as good as meditation. Indeed, it is half meditation. Even if others misunderstand you, God will never misunderstand. Live to feel his smile in your heart. You know, one of the ironies of the spiritual path is that the more seriously and sincerely you try to please God, the more he will test you through others who will show intense displeasure with everything, misunderstand everything you do. The more you try to help people, 
And the more you actually do help people, the more enemies you will get. Don't think that, well, because they don't like it, because they don't like me, therefore I must be failing. Don't think that way, because it will happen to everybody. There's a beautiful story of a Christian saint, Saint Teresa of Avila. When she was an old woman, she had founded many monasteries, but she still wanted to keep on serving God in the form of Christ, whom she looked upon as her guru. And she was going, it was winter time, and the floods were high, the rains were heavy, and her horse, in fording a stream, lost its footing and, and uh, uh, fell into the water, and she was swept away in the stream. And being an old woman, her disciples thought, well, she's lost. And suddenly she found herself on the other bank, completely dry, and she saw Jesus standing in front of her. And he smiled at her. He said, don't feel too badly, Teresa. This is how I treat all my friends. Well, it is. He gives tests to all those who love him. Don't think that if he tests you, therefore he must not love you. It's a sign that you love him when he does take the trouble to help you clear up all your karma quickly. But she was a delightful woman, must have been, because she had a very good sense of humor. When he said, this is how I treat all my friends, she said, ah, oh, my Lord, that is why you have so few. My guru used to love to tell that story, because in fact it's true. The more you love him, the more you will be tested. She had a brother, a monk, in one of the monasteries she founded, St. John of the Cross, and he was persecuted to the end of his life by his own brother monks. One of the greatest sadnesses of my life has been to be persecuted by my own guru bhais. But I can't help it. I'm, I've got to do the way I know my guru wanted me to do because he told me that's what he wanted me to do. And I'm, yet it's a hurt, no question about it. Yet I offer that hurt up to God. It doesn't mean that it makes me unhappy. You know, when this first happened and there was first this great enmity on their part against mine, never mind against them, but I was going through a period of great inner suffering. And God put me in the position twice of having to lecture to people. And what surprised me was that many people after those lectures came and told me what joy they had felt in me. I thought, oh, joy, that's the one thing. I don't see how anybody could feel I was really miserable. And yet, as I withdrew myself a little further, I realized that joy had never left me. Ananda Ma sent me a message at that time and said, take this as a blessing of your guru. Take it as his grace. I thought, grace, that's not a word that I could use. But later I realized, yes, it was his grace. Because it enabled me to do what I knew he wanted me to do, but I felt that I had to do it through his organization. It enabled me to do that. And he had told me, you have a great work to do. And it is a great work, as much as human beings can do it. You know, no work is great. Nothing man can do is all that important. If you think back 50 years ago, many famous people then, I mention their names to people now, they don't know who they were. You know, even Hitler, as infamous as he was, many students in high school in America didn't even know who he was. That seems almost incredible, but famous people, I will be forgotten, you will be forgotten. I hope my guru is not forgotten because his influence is for the ages. But remember, 
that who you are is that infinite one who is in all forms. Sometimes a wave rises, sometimes it goes down. Sometimes one person is very important and other people are non-entities. Next time he may be nothing. Who cares? Don't take praise or fame or anything as mattering anything at all. God is all that matters. And in God, just as all the waves are manifestations of the same ocean, so we are all brothers and sisters. I wrote this song, Brothers, based on a lot of experience in my life because I've wandered all my life. It's just been my karma. At the age of six months, I was taken by my parents from Romania to America for the first time, and I, I don't think I've stopped since. Now, in my old age, I'm pretty well settled here in Delhi, but uh, really it's been a life of travel, and I've seen everywhere. All people are my brothers. I am your brother, you are my brother and sister. That is why this song, Joy to You. I've been in many countries and mixed with many men. I've shared their days of sunshine, gone with them in the rain. The fires at evening said we were brothers. The fires at evening said we were brothers. A soldier I saw weeping beside a dying friend. My officers had preached I must hate him till the end. But seeing his grief, I knew we were brothers. But seeing his grief, I knew we were brothers. A man sat on a doorstep to see the children play the gentle way. Charm your fears away A stranger he But love made us Brothers A stranger he But love made us Brothers One day I climbed a mountain With friends of other lands The words we used Were different But joy one understands our gladness in God's world made us brothers. Our gladness in God's world made us brothers. The words and customs vary like waves upon the sea. One life beneath the surface finds everyone to me. Who knows himself knows all men as brothers. Who knows himself knows all men as brothers. Then brothers, why endeavor to set ourselves apart? The fences we've been building squeeze tight upon our hearts. Come sing the truth that all men are brothers. Come sing the truth that all men are.